Welcome to the Simply Magnetic Podcast. I'm Danielle Addison, your host and guide on this journey. Are you ready to unlock the secrets of manifesting and magnetizing a life beyond your wildest dreams? In each episode, I'll be sharing practical tips, powerful insights, my real life missteps and takeaways along my own magnetism journey, and soulful guidance to help you master your thoughts and energies, allowing you to magnetize your heart's desires effortlessly. Join me as we deep dive into the realms of pleasure, ease, flow, and alignment. Together, we'll discover how to tap into the seductive power of the universe and manifest everything you've ever wanted. Step-by-step in the most simplistic way, I'll walk you through proven techniques, tools, and strategies to align your thoughts and energies with your dreams, creating a life that feels like pure magic. So if you're ready to embrace your power, awaken your inner magnetism, and embark on a journey of abundance and fulfillment, this is the podcast for you. Subscribe now and get ready to seduce the universe and claim the life you truly deserve. I'm Danielle Addison, and I can't wait to witness your magic and miracles. Welcome to episode number 33 of the Simply Magnetic Podcast. Hello, guys. Okay. Today has been a day. (laughs) Let me just start off by saying that typically at the, well, at this moment, I'm recording and it is a Sunday. And typically, I do not record on Sundays. So typically, I have this already recorded for you guys at some point during the week. But it's just been a, one of those weeks. We are following a full moon. And so much has been happening. And the moon has hit me hard. Oh, I, I've just been tired and everything. So in what I preach is, you know, we believe in rest and relaxation and pleasure here. And so I decided to follow my own alignment and record this on a Sunday, but I'm actually really happy to record this episode for you guys. Today, we're going to be talking about overthinking and basically what to do when we're overthinking and how we can stop overthinking as much because it really hinders us being magnetic. And if you want to become magnetic, if you want to be magnetic, we want to kind of notice when we're overthinking things and not just overthinking. I'm going to talk about the different thought patterns we tend to have, the different types of thinking that we tend to engage in, and what we can do instead, and just some tools and all about that today. So if you are an overthinker like me, in which I have been over time, this could be a really helpful episode for you guys. (laughs) I'm going to give you practical tips and insights and just really help you settle into just some more helpful thought patterns 
So that way you could feel better and really just magnetize what you're truly wanting in your life. So enough with my rambling today. Like I said, today has been a Sunday. So if you're dropping in, you might want to just skip past that first few seconds. And now that we've settled in a little bit, we can kind of get into today's episode. So first, let's talk about what exactly overthinking is. And I'm going to give you guys a few definitions of some of the different types of thinking that I'm going to go over today. Because here's the thing, if we don't know the true definition of things, as I talk about them, it's it's not going to be as easy to understand because I find that over time, we kind of create our own meanings of what words, like I said, actually mean. I think I mentioned this in the last episode, if you listen to that. And it's really helpful to see the actual meaning because you're able to see like in clear wording, like if this is something that you're doing, like, and for me, it was really helpful even like pulling the definition for you guys, because I said, well, with seeing this in plain print, it it becomes truly simple to say, am I doing this? Am I actually overthinking? So the definition for overthinking is basically to put too much time into thinking about something or analyzing it in a way that is more harmful than helpful. So are you doing this? Are you overthinking in your life? Is this something that you're catching yourself doing? Are you overthinking when it comes to work? Are you overthinking when it comes to money? Are you overthinking where it comes to your relationship? Are you overthinking decisions in your everyday life? Overthinking, it's something that I tend to engage in, quite honestly, more than what I care to admit. But it's gotten so much better over time. But in the past, Overthinking would cause me so much decision, like almost like analysis paralysis. And not only would it do that, it would cause me so much anxiety, so much um, just I would overthink because I would either want things to be perfect. And so I would overthink them or I just didn't want to make a mistake. I didn't want to do it wrong. I didn't want to make a bad decision or I I just wanted to be safe. So something had taught me over time that if I overthought it, maybe it would, I wouldn't, you know, if I overthought it, I could prevent the feeling of not being safe. You know, I, if I overthought it, if I just could think enough about all of the possible outcomes and strategically solve for them that somehow I could avoid discomfort, pain, lack of safety. I could just avoid any bad feelings. Well, most of my time was spent overthinking to the point where I would get into the next stage of it, which was, you know, ruminating even over it and we'll go over that but it just it just would get so out of hand that it was really stealing 
more of my time and I was just tired. I would always be tired. I would always be somewhat anxious and I never really quite felt peaceful. It The overthinking never gave me anything positive. It only gave me more stress and more discomfort, which is so ironic because that was exactly the thing I was trying to avoid. So maybe you resonate with this. Maybe this uh, you're thinking this is me. And it really just prevented me from actually having so so many things that could be good. And I spent so many so much time overthinking the situation that I would push things that could ha- I could have enjoyed even for the time they were available to me or you know, I could have, it, it just, who knows, because I spent so much time overthinking, I would have missed the opportunity. So that's just something to think about. If this is you, just keep listening because we're just going to go over just this whole, some practices, some tools to help reduce overthinking and just help you feel so much more time freedom, so much more spaciousness, so much better honestly. So let's talk about the three type of thought patterns that typically I see going on in myself, in clients, and people I interact with. Just in, in these, I've just pretty much categorized in this way. We have reflection, which is what I find most people label they're thinking when sometimes it's really overthinking, but they they call it reflection and there's actual reflection. But, you know, when, when we're just thinking of something and you're just like, okay, let me reflect, let me think back on this past situation. You know, I just want to think back on it for, for a moment, for some time. That's reflection. It's okay to reflect. We can reflect on even our manifestation on what went right. We can reflect on um, just things that we go through in our life. Oh, what what worked? What didn't? What do we want to do differently? In a positive way that's helpful to us, right? That is a key thing to look for. Is this helping me? Is this helpful? Is it just a brief moment in time? And is it helpful? And this is where it's you know, like this is an okay place for us to be in reflection. But if we stay there too long, it can turn into what is really what this podcast is about is overthinking. And like I said, this is when we're we're thinking about, you know, like we're we're just thinking about it too long. We're overanalyzing it. We're picking it apart to the point where it's really no longer helpful to us. We're just picking things apart. We're going over it in our brains and or we're just trying to prevent, like I said, what I typically did was trying to prevent or solve for problems that don't exist, really in our overthinking. Then we get to ruminating. And this is where we're like, it's it's just we're even deeper past overthinking than we're worried. We're in fear. It's we're past anxious. We're just imagining everything is going wrong in the world. And basically, we're going to die. 
everybody's going to die. It's all going to fail. It's going to you know, blow up. It's going to, it's, it's just going to happen. The very worst that could happen is happening in our brains. And we are just going there. And it's, it's far from helpful. It's far from peaceful. It is really just stirring the pot on how bad. And even if it's a bad situation, we're just, we're just going over it and going over it. And it's like when you say, I just can't stop thinking about it. We get sadder and sadder or we get more fearful and it's just compounding, right? And one of the ways, like one of the things I want you guys to do when we get to that, when you're not sure what you're doing is check in with yourself. Check in with yourself and ask yourself, how is this thinking about this? How is thinking about this making me feel? Whatever the situation is, how is thinking about this making me feel? And once you answer that, like for yourself, then you can ask yourself, what is something that is within my control? Because sometimes we're we're overthinking and uh, and it's like, None of that is within our control. So is thinking about it actually making a difference? And that's the thing, like, is worrying about this, is ruminating over this worst case scenario, is even replaying this in my mind, is it even changing anything? Like, at all. So it's, it's, when we're in that state, it's just like, you want to just ask yourself, what is something that's within my control? And then the next question we want to ask ourselves is, will overthinking give me my ultimate desire? Will it actually change anything? The next question, after you reflect on that, is having a thought and it's like when you're having that thought you're and you're ruminating over it and it's like just remembering to ask yourself, am I just thinking, am I just reflecting or am I ruminating? So just asking yourself those things. Those questions will be so helpful to you. You can journal on them. You can ask yourself this in your mind. I know these questions. So at this point, when I'm really like in one of those stages and I'm aware of this, I just like to ask myself this and it usually like helps me shift to a better mood just by asking those simple questions just in my head and just like answering them. Um, you, like I said, you can do this in the notes on your phone, you can do this in a journal, or you could just ask yourself and reflect, which is like slightly thinking about it. Okay. So then I want to, once like we get into this, like let's just talk about the causes of overthinking and why people overthink in the first place. And a few of the reasons that I found, um, one of those is I mentioned, which is pretty much used to be my reason is perfectionism. You want to get it right. You want to like make sure you can avoid making a mistake doing it wrong, getting it wrong, Did probably a little bit of people pleasing in there, disappointing people, and those types of reasons. Another reason that thing that causes overthinking in most people 
is self-doubt, doubting yourself, like that you're not enough, that you're not capable in all those types of reasons like that, you you know, that self-doubt within you. And another thing is just fear. It's just not, it's just letting that fear overtake you, like not believing that things are going to work out in your best interests and just being scared and letting that those feelings of fear overtake you. So one thing for me is is helpful in that those instances, especially for the the self-doubt in the perfectionism and even the fear, you know, one of those things for me is like just reminding myself for the fear is just saying to yourself, hand on your heart, I am safe. I'm okay. Giving yourself that self-compassion in that moment, which we're going to talk more about in this episode even. And then also like, it doesn't have to be perfect. My imperfections make me who I am. My imperfections are so worthy. I am worthy in my imperfections. And then also, you know, like saying to yourself, I am capable. I am enough. It's okay. Of course, it's going to be okay. Just sometimes reminding ourselves and saying those things And it's okay for me to be where I am, wherever that may be in your journey, in any situation. It's okay for me to be where I am and be enough. Just saying those things to yourself can be enough to interrupt the negative thought patterns and negative spirals that we tend to get ourselves in that turns into overthinking and then ruminating. So just reminding yourself and just remembering those simple mantras could be so helpful to you. Another thing that could be really helpful is I'm going to give you my method that I've kind of just developed um, just to have some words to just remind you. So I'll tell you the words first, and then we'll kind of go over what they are in a quick statement just to help you remember. And this is like just cultivating more pleasure practices into your life and cultivating a embodiment of mindfulness within your life will help you decrease your amount of overthinking and ruminating, which is really keeping your desires at bay. So what we're going to do here is the first one is rest. The second one is regulate. The third one is breathe. The fourth one is play. The fifth one is relax. The sixth one is move. The seventh one is nourish. And the eighth one is support. So let's talk about those few things and just give you a quick blurb about each of them. But if you can remember to do these things, these eight things that I've mentioned, it is going to drastically shift the whole relationship you have with overthinking and ruminating. So the first one is rest. Make sure you're getting enough quality sleep. I noticed this has changed the game with me with my overthinking. 
And but I'm going to be real with you. I still overthink at times, but I notice that it is drastically decreased when I go through this method. It has taken me so long to learn these. And this season on the podcast, guys, I am committed to giving you the real deal, helpful, practical things I do behind the scenes, the crunchy emotions I deal with, because yes, it is love and light over here, but there's some things that go on in the shadows that I work through, and this is one of them, and real life feelings. And yes, I am magnetic even in all of these feelings, but why not feel better? And this is what we're doing. So rest. When you get enough quality sleep, it really decreases your overthinking and ruminating. Regulate, guys. Regulate. We want to manage your stress. Manage the stress levels. We want to regulate our nervous system. If you did not listen to my podcast episode 32 on nervous system regulations to attract wealth, go ahead and listen to that right away. It is going to give you so many helpful things to help you, many practical things that don't take much time at all to help you manage your nervous system. And it's going to be so helpful to keep that stress level down. The next one is breathe, guys. Practice mindfulness. Maybe do a little simple breath work if you don't have time for that because Maybe you're just a busy entrepreneur or you're a busy mama and you have not carved out the time yet, or you're a busy dog parent. I don't know what your situation is. Maybe you're just a boss and you work a lot of hours and you're like, Danielle, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to be searching out breath work and doing the yoga. Yes, yet. We're going to create spaciousness in your life this year. We're going to talk about that. But like, as for now, I, I can meet you where you're at. And breathing does not have to take a lot of time. I People tell me all the time how they don't, they just don't want to do it. They don't want to do the routines, but I'm telling you, it is going to change your life. Just breathe. Take a few deep cleansing breaths. Five by five by five method. Breathe in for five, hold for five, out for five. It doesn't have to take a lot of time to be effective. So The next one is play. You guys want to find that balance in between work, family, and just in general in your life and your well-being. You want to find that balance there. Do not forget to play. Take moments. Put down your phone. You're like, I know you might be making dinner or you might be doing the things that you have, but put it down and just take a second to play. Find something that makes you deep belly laugh. Go be silly. Dance. Run around with your kids. Play with your dogs. Take that time to play and to just not think of anything but the pure enjoyment of the activity. For just a few moments, well, it's going to change you guys. It's going to change all of this. And you're going to feel so much better and be so glad you took a moment to do this. And it's funny how we forget this with the day-to-day busyness of life. The next one is relax. We're going to practice self-care. Okay. 
you guys, we're basically besties now. We're going to practice the self-care. We are going to relax and listen to some sound healing or some abundance frequencies, or we're going to just lay there and just be, we're going to take a bubble bath. We're going to have our wine or our sparkly cherry juice mocktail. If you guys don't know what it is, look it up. It's so good. We're going to just really give ourselves that love and attention that most likely we're giving other areas of our life. We're going to give it to ourselves as well. The next one is move. Move your body. I brought this into the play, but I'm going to say it again. Move your body. Get out. Take a walk. Even a few minutes every day will be helpful. If you can get 20 minutes in, 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night, 20 minutes all at once, whatever it is for you, dance, yoga, anything, movement. You want to get some movement in. Even if you're not, you're feeling exhausted and you're feeling tired and you don't want to, just do it. You'll be so thankful you did afterwards. You're going to be like, you know what? Danielle, you were right. That walk, I can notice a difference after a few days. I didn't get it that next day and I felt it. You're going to move your body, guys. Just do it. Maintain a healthy diet and nourish yourself in the nourishment part. Now, with this one, I say maintain a healthy diet, but let's let me be clear here. I don't necessarily believe in diets, but I do believe in fueling ourselves and loving ourselves, right? So what this means is if we're loving ourselves the best that we can, notice how certain foods make you feel. So you notice how after you eat maybe those chips, that bag of chips that's sitting there or that pack of Oreos or that McDonald's that you had in the car on the way home. I saw, I, I can, I can just sense that you had it, you know, like something like that. You might in the moment think it was so good and worth it, but it usually makes you feel like crap. I'm saying let's treat ourselves well. And if we're constantly in a state of overthinking and if we're constantly ruminating, maybe try to incorporate some more fruits and veggies. Maybe try to decrease some of the sweets, heavy sugars, and heavy carbs. Not all of them. Sometimes it can make you feel fine to have like some some cards. A healthy balance is always what we're striving for. You can have the sweets, you can have the junk, but maybe limit it a little bit and incorporate some things that are going to make you feel great and can also be delicious. Let's just maybe have some Greek yogurt with and some chocolate on top of the Greek yogurt. You know what I mean? Or something like that. Let's just try to make it a little better. And the last thing is support. I want us to know that you are worthy of support, whatever that looks like. Get an expert to help you if you're having trouble with this. Uh, get get a coach, get a therapist, get, you know what I mean? You can join my membership, the Becoming Magnet, and I will help you through all of this. You know, whatever it may be, let's just make sure you get support. And someone who's really good at supporting you and who's gonna take that time as it to be their only job. You are worthy of support. 
And I think sometimes we make other things the priority over ourselves. I've been there. I've done it. But just knowing that you are worthy of being supported at all times. So if if nothing else, and if we're doing the other things and other things aren't really moving the needle, but so much, or you just want to jump straight in like, hey, look, I can just recognize, you know, like this is really helpful, but I could use some additional support. Just know that you're worthy of getting support, whatever that may look like for you. Maybe it's some books, but I really say that when it's really been a lot, getting support from a person has been truly game-changing. So that is our our big eight to really help as far as cultivating, you know, some mindfulness and as far as the pleasure practices, just cultivating little pleasure practices. Distraction is huge with this. Distracting, I like to distract myself from the overthinking. I do this from I buy it a lot of flowers and I just go to the grocery store and buy different packs, small bunches. And I find getting home and cutting them myself, cleaning, you know, cleaning up all the like thorns off because I'm getting them just, you know what I mean? And arranging them myself or putting them in a beautiful bouquet and doing that slowly or maybe wrapping them in paper and tying them with a bow and just, you know, preparing them in that way in a beautiful bouquet. Maybe I want to give it to someone. That slows my brain down and allows me to focus on something else, which has been huge. That's a small pleasure practice. The other pleasure practices come in the form of the big eight that I gave you. And even some of the self-care and all of that. So like, but I just wanted to give you that extra little tip because that's one of my main pleasure practices. And I really enjoy that one. Um, outside of, of course, sitting in my car and catching a moment of silence, just silence, noise canceling headphones. Those are pleasure practices. I turn on dim lighting when I cook and I just might play something slow and like a jazz or something that's going to slow down my brain, get me off, make a nice savory meal and really just be present and savor will interrupt the overthinking and negative thought patterns. So now we're going to kind of talk about clarifying your desires and how important it is to find that clarity. Because when you are clear, it's easy to attract your desires to you. And when you clarify them, when you're clear about them, and I mean, not just thinking, because sometimes we get stuck in overthinking when we're trying to commit to a desire we no longer want, or we're not letting ourselves have what we really want, or we just, so we decide to like get break free from the discomfort of actually detaching. And so we settle for something else, but then we're still stuck in this overthinking and these thought patterns. And it's honestly because we're just not very clear. So when you clear when you're clear about what you want, you're able to magnetize it so much easier. Some of the ways that you can become clearer is actually journaling it out, visualizing, and honestly, getting still, getting quiet, meditating. I can't tell you how many times that like, I myself have wondered what the heck is happening. I'm not clear. I don't know. Because clear, lack of clarity and also how often people will say to me, I, you know, I'm clear, but then 
I say, okay, what do you want? And then they say, I don't know. Like, then you're not clear. So here's the thing. Do you have a meditation practice? When you get further along in your personal development journey, I notice that so many people drop their meditation practice. But it is so crucial to slow down your mind and allow the space and quiet to be there because with the space and quiet there, you're able to allow for the the trueness and the authentic thoughts and actions and spiritual guidance to come through. And with that quiet, you become so much more in your body and in that place of embodiment, I find your intuition is more potent. You're able to hear your intuition and that inner wisdom that lies within you. And not only are you able to hear it, you truly listen because you have slowed yourself in your brain and all those outside thought patterns, conditioning, and energy to leave you so you can actually receive it. And once you're there, you can become clear, you identify your truest desires and you can bring them to you. And it really does take away that outside overthinking so much. The next thing is like, once we're there and we're clear, and then we can get into the actual releasing attachment to the outcome. And here's the thing about that. Like you can't fake it. You actually have to be willing to surrender and let go. I know trusting yourself sometimes can be difficult, but we gain the ability to trust ourselves when we have these tools to come back to. And if you're having trouble, like I say, you give yourself those eight things that I told you, the rest, regulate, breathe, play, relax, move, nourish, and support that we're worthy of. We come back to that and then you just remember that surrender is more of a giving over than a giving up. And we really want to allow ourselves that process. And here's the thing. Ask for the internal guidance. When you ask for internal guidance, it emits different brain waves within yourself. You receive impulses, you receive thoughts, you receive ideas and different insights that might seem to come out of nowhere But that's not going to come to you with an anxious mind. So this is why it's so important that we allow for stillness. We meditate. You can pray. You you just, it will make you so much less stress. It'll interrupt the overthinking and it will just allow you to be more supported by the universe, which is ultimately what you want. And it will give you that support that you're desiring whether you get it from a a being, a person who is human or not, you allow in spirit to support you. And this part, the reason why I say in the first place is, yes, therapy is great and it has a place and it can help, especially if you're having a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression. If you have gotten to the point where you're ruminating more than you would like to admit or and your anxiety has really reached an all-time high to the point where um, you're really at that stage of burnout. Your nervous system is completely like out of control. 
you can try these methods, but then if not, there there's no shame in therapy. It's always been a helpful tool that I've definitely relied on at certain moments in my life. But there's also just honestly allowing yourself to be supported in admitting that you don't have to be the one who takes care of it all, that takes control of it all. Like you get to surrender your situation, whatever it may be to the universe. And not only surrendering the situation, you get to surrender your thoughts about it. I basically want you to program your your mind to think thoughts that are beneficial to you. And you're not giving up like the power completely to um, something outside of yourself, but you are like asking the universe, God, whatever it is that you believe in personally, whatever name you want to give it is to change your mind, change your thoughts to deal with the outside circumstances and possibly sometimes change the circumstance. And you allow, when you do this, it's like your body and your frequency changes and you literally feel when you're doing this right and opening within you and this opening, this cracking open that you feel will make you basically a literal channel for miracles and breakthroughs. And it will allow you the opportunity to move forward in confidence and deep knowing that what you want is already done, that what you're asking to be changed is already handled. And you'll feel a sense of peace come over you that is really like no other that I can explain. It's why even, and people ask me this all the time, it's like, how can you move with such trust? Like even in situations that some would perceive as bad or someone would see as not possible, positive at all, or so uncertain, they're like, how are you okay? How are you just able to just kind of go about it's because I allow for God's spirit, the universe to take over. I realized that I used to overthink all the time. And like I said, ruminate really. And I sometimes I still do, but I go through these steps. This is what I actually do. And then within that, I ask myself, what is worry going to do? Worry is not on the frequency of love. It's on the frequency of fear. And fear does not do anything pow- powerful, not, not in a good way for our lives, but love does. Nothing that I am desiring is on the frequency of fear. So I get nothing. Nothing changes for the better with me staying there. It's okay to feel there, but feel it. Like it's natural. I'm human. You're human. It's part of our experience. But us sitting, I don't have to stay there. That's a choice. We get to change your mind always. And in those situations, it's just we get to choose love instead. We get to choose that to believe that this is all working out for our greatest good 
no matter what. And part of the reason I'm able to do that is self-compassion, self-compassion. And with that, it's like self-compassion is really self-kindness. It's noticing what's gone right, noticing what we've done well, validating our own feelings. Like I said, saying it's okay. It's okay that this happened. It's acknowledging where you are, not making yourself be anywhere else. Like, I, I, I know it's okay that we're here. You know, like it's understandable that we're here and we don't have to feel any other way, be any other way right here and now. And it's like just giving ourselves the biggest hug. You know what I mean? Wrapping sometimes ourselves in a blanket, so, like warm, soothing drinks, wrap, you know, feeling it, but at the same point, not becoming it. And what that means when I say this, because I always have to clarify, it's like, you may have done something terrible. Like it happens. We're human. Like I did something terrible. I get to just be in my blanket and just be like, gosh, oh, I did something terrible that didn't go right today. You know, this, this happened. I made a mistake, but I am not a mistake. I did something terrible, but I am not a terrible person. You know, I, I hurt someone's feelings but that doesn't make me bad. You know, and it's just, you know, I, I I did this thing or this went that way, but I am not. I'm, gosh, I am so sad today. I am not a sad person or this makes me sad, but I am not. You know, a depressed person, it's not assuming, I'm not gonna become the emotion you know, like, and that's the important distinction is it's it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to fail. It's okay that things don't go exactly right. But there's to remember always there's beauty in it. There's beauty in sadness. There's beauty in, I even like to call it, you know, like that river of misery. Like when we, we, we have stuff going on, you might be in a downward spiral. You might be like, having a low vi- like vibrational experience and that's normal but i always say there is beauty in those experiences there is beauty in those moments because without that experiencing of duality that without that experiencing of this negativity bad whatever it is that we're going through it when we have that, and it's it's not like without it, but when we experience it, because we're it's going to happen. This is this is life. You're gonna feel those moments. It allows us so much greater capacity for the joy that awaits us. And at this point, I'm so deep in the game, like I'm so deep in this work. At this point, I am so aware that I don't resist it anymore. Like I'm going through this, right? And yeah, it sucks to be in the river of misery when you're there, but I don't resist it anymore because I know that on the flip side is always freaking miraculous. It's always so much. I always have so much more on the other side. Like if I'm going through it, I'm like, I'm about to receive real big. Like, I don't know what it is, but I'm about to, I'm about to receive 
something massive. Because right now I'm in the shit of it. I am in the thick of it. And on the other side is something freaking big. I could just feel it because I never hit something like this. I never, I'm never in this like this unless it's something big coming to me. And, and at that point, it makes dealing with where you are so much easier to know. And I'm about to break through this paradigm. I'm about to break, smash through this veil. I'm scratching at it. I'm in this feeling right now. But I can see that once I cross over, oh my gosh, it's like the promised land. It's like a party and I'm about to join. So I think it makes your experience while you're there so much less painful, really. <laughs> so much less negative knowing that having gone through it so many times and gotten to the other side and knowing that it's so good and that you're about to receive so much of the flip side of it. Like that's duality. Like when you're willing to hold this, you can also hold this on the other extreme in the other direction. It's just increasing our capacity and getting us closer to what we actually want in the first place. So just know that once you're on the other side, and I'm just giving you practical tools to while you're there, while you're in the overthinking, while you're in the, oh, the ruminating, while you're in these moments where you might be in a valley and it's okay, like, like be there, get your blanket, get your, you know what I mean? Drink your warm tea or drink your warm lemon water, whatever it is that suits your fancy, you know what I mean? And just like our coffee or whatever, or cocoa. And just know, like, be there for a moment, but we don't need to ruminate there. And just know something big is coming and it's okay to feel what you feel. Don't become it. And know that this actually helps develop our faith. It helps develop our capacity. It helps develop our soul and our points of power and when we open and allow it allows us you know what it allows us to open more it allows us to love allow others to love us more like it allows us to allow ourselves to be supported more and if you actually we actually take our hands off the wheels and and leaning closer to god and to source and the universe, it actually creates such a more, such a beautiful relationship with our faith and with our trust. And it really takes us to a place of such goodness and such pleasure and such, it's like we vibrate love. It's like you will feel literally spirit wrapping its arms around you. And it's the strongest arms you'll ever feel. And it's, it's such a beautiful experience if you let it be. And I can say that we wouldn't get to experience that unless we had the dual feelings on the other side. And lastly, I just want to tell us, tell you all like to, one of the things that really like get in our way, get us into this overthinking and get in the way of our surrendering and stuff and just getting in these like dips and staying there too long and getting to the point of ruminating is our egos kind of have like a sort of ego death experience. And 
when our egos get loud, you know, it, it just, it can wreak havoc, right? Like when our, like our egos like get loud like that, it, it really does wreak havoc in our lives. But when we allow them to die, we really allow for true miracles to transpire. And how you know that your ego is loud and your ego is kind of in the way at the moment is like when you're worried about what others will think if they find out you need help solving a problem. Like that's ego. And when you like fear your reputation will be hurt if you ask someone for help, like that's your ego. Like our egos will get like real loud when we're trying to do this work. And that's like why it's so important to pay attention to the eight steps that I gave you, especially the one of support, because I know how loud the ego can be about that. It says, or you believe like it gives you like, it feeds you lies, like maybe this one. And some of you might have heard it like, you've gotten this far on your own. You don't need the help of others to go further or, you know, like the things that used to bring you joy, like your business or your relationship or your job or where you leave are no longer resonating. Like, and this is how, you know, you're getting into like an ego death, you know, like to, um, like your, your beliefs are changing. Your patterns are becoming more off obvious and like your real your realization like you'll realize what's been ego like you'll realize how much you've gotten in your own way of receiving the love receiving the support receiving the true joy you know that's in your heart that's really like you when you have this death like you realize the ego you have an opening and a realization like, oh my God, I've been an ego. When it's telling you, you should know all this already. You should be done with this work. You shouldn't have to do these things anymore. That's all ego. And when you allow the ego to die and have this death, which can feel crunchy, it can feel painful, but these steps will bring you through. These experiences, the other thing that you can remember, it's just not only do they bring you closer to source and to God and to, you know, like your relationship with faith and to the universe, they also bring you closer to who you really are and the essence of you, the you fully expressed. Once we know that person, we find out what makes us truly happy. And once we know what makes us truly happy, here's the thing that remember the most, guys, then we can bring forth what's needed and most wanted so that we can live a full and a happy life. Like, then we can magnetize it. So this is just bringing everything full circle again and just showing you that even the ruminating, even the overthinking, even all the things that may be bringing you some discomfort and anxiety in some moments are all for you and opportunities to even become more aware of the ego and what's stopping you, bring you closer and more supported by your loved ones, like bringing you a deeper relationship with source and the universe and bring you closer and more authentically 
you and aware of what makes you happy so that way you can magnetize it and manifest it into your life. It's all for you. And so I just want to leave you with that. So like, again, just remember like practicing self-compassion, engaging your pleasure practices, engaging in your mindfulness, taking like, I guess, an assessment, you know, like of yourself, like assessment of where you are, checking in with yourself, asking yourself, am I over, am I reflecting here? Am I, or am I overthinking or am I thinking about this for a second or am I ruminating about this? And then just giving yourself those affirmations, you know, I am capable, I am enough, I am okay, I am perfect even in my imperfections and my imperfections are enough to receive right now, you know, and then just kind of clarifying your desires, re-clarifying, re-figuring out what's important to you and then taking action from releasing attachment and taking action from that place And just doing those things are going to make such a difference in your life. So this podcast episode is here whenever you get into a bind and feel like you can't stop overthinking. This episode will live here for you to access whenever you choose. And ah, just take a few breaths and just remember like, You're doing a great job and this gets to be something that, yes, you can stop doing if you choose to and have so much space, more space in your life. But the fact that you're here is never an issue. It's all for you. And I just can't wait to hear from you if let me know if you resonated with anything in this episode. And if you need any more help with any of this, reach out to me and know that I am also here to support you too. Have a great day, evening, whenever you're listening to this, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Simply Magnetic Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and found inspiration to turn up the dial on your innermost magnetic self. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Your feedback helps us reach more amazing souls like yourself who are ready to step into their power and create magic in their lives. And remember, the journey doesn't end here. Keep exploring, keep expanding, and keep embracing the beauty of your own unique journey. You are a radiant being capable of infinite possibilities. If you'd like to connect further or explore additional resources to support your growth and transformation, 
visit me on any of my social media platforms located in the show notes, or you can check out my Becoming Magnetic membership where you'll find an abundance of tools, courses, and inspiration to help you continue on your path to abundance and fulfillment. Until next time, remember to stay aligned, stay empowered, and always trust in the magnetic power and magic that resides within you. This is Danielle Addison signing off from the Simply Magnetic Podcast, wishing you a life filled with love, joy, and endless magic.